0: Builds upon the love of the beautiful game, Everything Football Fantasy Podcast, Episode 3. What an absolute game week. It came to conclusion just this morning. Uh, Wolves and Man United grinding out a gritty 1-1 draw. Bit unlucky, Pogba missing the penalty. Enough of that, though. What an absolute game week. We had some results. Arsenal obviously coming through with the win. Bournemouth continuing their stride, taking Villa 2-1. Brighton 1-1 against West Ham. Everton. Uh, got the 1-0 win over Watford. Norwich came in 3-1 against Newcastle. Not looking uh, very happy times on Tyneside time at all. Liverpool managed to grind out a 2-1 win against Southampton. City met their match in Spurs. 2-2 for that game. 1-0 uh, to Sheffield United over Crystal Palace. Chelsea, not too sure what's going on at Stamford Bridge. 1-1 with Leicester. Let's crack straight into it. Aguero! in the studio as usual with my two co-hosts Dylan Fennel Jesh McDonald how are you lads today fantastic mate fantastic I'm gonna throw uh the questions to you pretty early how did you take in the results Dylan obviously got yourself a 2-1 win Jesh 1-1 against Leicester you can't be happy we'll go to you first mate what's the story what's happening on Stamford Bridge what's Lamps gonna do
1: yeah well it's not too it's not too happy times at the bridge as you say we um come off the off the back of pre-season looking sharp and then lose 4-0 to United. Go play in the Super Cup and, and lose on penalties. Um, and then, you know, come back home and, and pick up a draw with Leicester. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only one way to go from here, really, but all the signs point up. You know, we're without Ruben cheek um, and, and a couple of other um, young guys who are injured, but the signs are good for... I think the chemistry of the team um, and, and and I think the next couple of weeks will be good for us so um, I've got hope
0: Yeah for sure and I mean how how are you feeling Dylan? it's one uh 2-1 win um what's the what's the feels with the Liverpool Liverpool lifestyle now I don't I didn't actually it's one of the few games I didn't watch this weekend so I'm interested to know what your thoughts
2: are Yeah mate yeah like, I think considering The midweek game, which went until one in the morning local time, I think to come back and just get three points, you've got to be happy with that. It was never going to be our best performance of the season. Um, The extent they went to to try and prepare for that game was was absolutely nuts. So After that game that finished at one in the morning local time, they kept them up, um, I think, until three in the morning Mm. um, to try and align with UK time. Then they did get a little bit of rest, um, got on the plane and they did all their physio and everything on the plane, um, to try and be prepared and, and recover in time uh, for the Saturday kickoff with Southampton. So, yeah, you know, I, I was sort of thinking a cheeky one 0 or something will do. Um, and it kind of ended up, ended up being uh, that sort of game in the end. So
0: Yeah, and just before we jump into specifically about uh, who scored um, from a fantasy perspective, but different players stepping up as well. You know, like Mane stepping in there, in a couple. Um, well, not a couple, but it's... It's interesting to see the kind of depth of Liverpool coming forward as well. If they can play that many games back to back to back, obviously, this season gets a lot more
2: busy. That, that's going to be the test. I, you know, I said in in our first show that I would have liked some more signings. A hundred percent. I think every Liverpool fan would have. Um, it's going to really test our depth this year. Um, I just don't know if we can keep up. With City again, I, I don't know. I really hope we can, but I think if we get, especially injuries to any of those front front three, um, that's going to be really telling. Yeah, for sure, for
0: sure. And then we're a couple yeah. of surprise results. Sorry, Jess, you go, mate. What's the?
1: Yeah, I, I was just going to say that the you know the fans and the, and the fantasy Premier League um, contingent of managers out there, you know, Salah now the second most transferred out player, uh, Robertson fourth most transferred out player. Um, and the other transfer-out player. Is there you know, space um, in the Liverpool uh, team keeping up with Man City this season? Or are they just going to sort of keep totter along?
0: Mm. And a nice little segue there as well from City. Going 2-2 against Spurs. Um, Spurs play well. Man City play badly. What's your kind of thoughts on that? No,
2: I think City played really well. I don't know how... Um, Spurs got a draw out of that (laughs) I I can't remember the statistic but City had so many touches in in Spurs box Uh, Harry Kane barely touched the ball all game it's literally it's amazing that they managed to jag a point out of that game in my opinion
0: Mm. and what's your what's your thoughts with the VAR Jesh and and coming in that was obviously contentious um, on many occasions in that game and City seemed to be having a bit of uh, specifically Sterling seems to be having a bad rap with sure. it. And I know you've done a, a little research into VAR. What's your thoughts, mate? How's it tracking?
1: Yeah, I, I listened to a couple of the interviews after some of the matches. And, um, you know, the, the results from VAR decisions, they go in the right way. So it takes people a little bit on the fence about how long it's taking for the reviews to come through. Um, you almost celebrate the goal twice. You know, yeah. once, oh, there's a review. Second time, oh, it's great, cool. Um, you're sort of holding holding your breath. If you're not sure if it's um, going to go against you or, or whatnot, I think player's are kind of a little bit frustrated with uh, the length of time that it takes to determine um, if someone is on or offside. Um, also, you know, they come out and said that VAR, you know, we can't we can't give you a 100% answer because you know, we're filming in uh, 40, 50 frames per second. If players player's moving at you know, 20 miles an hour, what have you, it's really hard to give you an exact time that the player played the ball through, Um, and there could be a 13-centimetre window um, where someone could be on or offside. But to give the benefit of the doubt, um, you know, maybe we'll get it right. I was watching the Wolves game, and one of the players afterwards said, look, it's new, Um, with new things, it's not going to be perfect, but... If the A R is like us, we go out, we do our best, we review
0: our decisions that we didn't get right, and we try to improve week on week. before we can giving giving
2: personality to the uh,
0: <laughs> the tech, I suppose we're not far away from that. Yeah,
2: I heard the same interview after that Wolves game, Jesh. It was um, with Neves and and he was he was pretty carefree about it. Uh, you know how long it took for them to review that decision and whatnot. It seems to be fans and pundits that have got a bigger issue with it than than the players do. And even with the decision against City, I think that having VAR being so clear now, offsides is a different thing, but with hand balls, it's made it very objective, where if it touches the arm and someone scores, it's no goal. Whereas before, it was, it was interpretation. It yeah. was subjective. So it's removed that, in my opinion, which just completely clears it up.
0: Yeah. No, and I agree. I think I think it, it looks like it's going to be a good move. It's kind of – I mean, I saw Alan Shearer talking about it, um, and he was saying, look, the reality is, and he's obviously a spokesperson for VAR or one of the spokespersons for VAR, and he said, look, if you're offside, you're offside. Like, that's black and white, and now we have the technology to be able to allow that to be the case in a game, which 20 years ago they would have taken in a heartbeat. So, I mean, surprise results, surprise performances –
2: yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to have to talk about him. Norwich and Pookie. Hey, wow. You boy. transferred him in, mate, and he's come up with a hat-trick, um, and we can't not talk about that volley. No, nah, he's
0: <laughs> as a superb, eh? He's actually scored as a striker, and I know both of you have played up front at different times in your life. Those are three goals you would be happy with sitting in the changing room with a bevy afterwards, eh? Yeah,
2: class. Really, really class, and... Um, yeah, that's really good signs for Norwich, but, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure from memory I tipped Newcastle to go down, and I'm not seeing anything that would say otherwise. They got a late consolation goal. They got hammered in that game.
0: Yeah, and they actually looked like they didn't have much heart either, to be honest. You know, Norwich looked good, and to be honest, continuing on what we've kind of all said across episode one and two, Norwich are going to score some goals this year. They're going to concede some goals, but... Man, they're going to be fun to watch. They're a good one to, to wager on because they're not always going to have the odds in their favour, um, but they will, they will move. Uh, but anyway, in saying that, let's talk a little bit actual everything football fantasy league. <music> Jesh, I'm going to throw to you super early. How's the table shaping up, mate? I know you're doing really well. I am throwing to you slightly because I have uh, jumped you, not on points, but in alphabetical order on the fantasy uh, Lee, is that the case?
1: Yeah, if you if you refresh um, the page again, <laughs>
0: <and>
1: <laughs> you you see that you you and I uh, we're swapping. Um, I don't know how sometimes I'm on top, sometimes you're on top. How many we're, times have you
2: pressed refresh today, Josh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, only a couple of times, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, the the thing for the listeners out there is we're we're on the same amount of points. We have got 152 points each. Um, which which is pretty funny. So, do you come under the Australia contingent or are you still uh, showing up under the
0: New Zealand? No, nah, I went a little bit actually geographically correct on that one. I'm 44,000th overall and uh, I don't actually know what I'm sitting at in Australia, to be honest, but I, w- I was in the thousands. Um, I know that being in New Zealand, you'd probably be, what, in the top thousand, maybe?
1: I, was, I, I think I'm 147th at the moment. Oh, nice. Um, I mean, uh, that's good showing, you know, uh, for the people out there listening, you can can trust Scott and I um, to deliver quality content because we're obviously at the top of the table. (laughs) Dylan, maybe (laughs) take what he says with a pinch of salt. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll, uh, give very few talking points to Dylan in this segment. He's uh, got all the talking points in the final predictions of actual scores of games, but...
2: Are we doing fantasy, are we?
0: Yeah, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the things just to note about the game week itself, game week one was incredibly high scoring across the board. And I think that has to do with a huge portion of people triple captaining, dropping that um, expectation on parts of their team. You know, fresh out of the summer, they come out of the gate firing. This week was considerably lower. I think the average points for this game week was only 41. So sitting 57 myself, still above the pack, but the highest is still 119 points. You can see that over the next couple of weeks, we'll actually see some people... Um, pull away and, and some get left behind and I just want to Dylan from you know word from the horse's mouth what's what's the feeling like lower down the table after two kind of bad weeks just on, on luck really
2: yeah well I think a lot of points are coming from those sort of wide goal scorers um, which you know doesn't come as any surprise um, I guess my approach was a little bit different um, the only one that I got in there was was Salah um, and I'm still confident that he's going to turn that around I think people. Transferring him out this week, uh, jumping the gun too early. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked earlier about the, the travel and, um, you know, over in Istanbul they went to extra time. Um, so I still think he's going to come good. But, you know, players aside from him, you've got Sterling who's scoring goals. You've got Obama Yang that's scoring goals. Um, Rashford who is contributing, um, obviously last week really well. I think he got an assist yeah, this week assist from memory. Morning, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot, a lot of those wide players who score goals seem to be where a lot of the points are coming from at the moment. Um, so th- I guess that's food for thought for people if you're like me and, and haven't got the likes of Sterling or Aubameyang, et cetera, in your team, um, then you you maybe want to have a look at a way to get them in.
0: And, I mean, Jess, you made a big point this morning as well. I saw you chatting on the Everything Football page around your decision to uh, not pick up Pogba, which is who I had. And, you know, um, if things had gone differently this morning... Uh, maybe he hadn't chosen to take the penalty or sunk the penalty. My team would be looking very different in a points way, be a bit higher, probably top of the table. You, however, chose to go with Kevin De Bruyne, and that's obviously served you quite nicely, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, well, he's back. Um, I think that's fairly uh, fair to say he is the heartbeat of this Man City team. He wore captain's armband over the weekend. Um, He's already made a a really big impact. Uh, He's got three assists in the first two games matching his whole total for the last season. So, um, you know, I think his, his price has risen um, over, over the night. Um, so I think he's sitting at a 9.6 now with Popper, You know, he's, he's 8.5. Um, and we had high hopes for, for Paul. I mean, um, Oli was sort of saying that he's, he's going to to build the team around him, um, and it looks like they've got chemistry. Um, Rashford and Pogba are both the designated penalty takers um, Pogba didn't do his usual stuttery steps, I think, due to the um, the law changes and that kind of thing. And I think he was pretty seriously warned to score. He's been pretty good for United in the past. I think Henry he should have a pretty good relationship. So I don't think there's anything too much to worry about um, for United fans out there. It's just one of those days. You don't you don't think them all.
0: And so, how about these? Like, uh, I mean, I had Ruben Neves on my team, and my God, was that a finish this morning against United? You can't wow. you cannot question that at all. Um, but he's reasonably, you know, affordable in comparison to a lot of other players. Are there any other ones who we're thinking, Yona, you might want to pick up? It seems like um, I think Ruben Nevis is going for. I'll just actually completely double check this. Yeah,
1: Nevis has scored
0: thirteen goals for Wolves, and Tennyson has been from outside the box. Yeah, and that's, I, I, I got told a stat this morning on the uh, the commentary that he's apparently scored more goals from outside of the box than he's had touches inside of the box in his time at Wolves, which is a Outrageous sadden himself, but you can pick him up for 5.5 million, which is not a bad shout for a
2: central midfielder. He's had more shots from outside the box than anyone else as well. Since they came into the prem, I think he's had like 73 shots from memory from outside the box. That's a hell of a lot.
0: And even to have 13 goals in that as well, that's pretty good strike ratio. Why are you leaving that man unmarked?
2: He's not scared to have a crack, that's for sure. I'm going to throw a name out there who I think when I looked... Um, you might be able to help me out here, Jesh, if I've got the price wrong. But five point six mil Ceballos from um, Arsenal. I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. He started to turn it on a little bit on the weekend. He was seriously Metronome, impressive. Like yeah, his seriously. his trickery, his composure, his passing range. I think is quality. And if you go back to when he was playing for Spain, I think it was the under twenty one tournament. He was scoring some weldies, so if he can start to produce that for Arsenal, then he could be a great pick-up for a really, really cheap price.
0: Yeah, just so... Yeah, is he, is he a loan gone gone option to buy? Points. Sorry, is he a loan option to buy for Arsenal this year?
2: They've loaned him. There's no commitment at the oh, end right. of it, yeah.
0: Sorry, what was what was his price, dude? Is he His price has gone up to 5.6. Yeah, right.
1: Um, but he's got to go 5. to Liverpool 6. away, Tottenham at home, um, Watford away, Filler at home, then United away, so... Arsenal have got some pretty tough fixtures just coming up, um, so it might be a bit of a gamble. In saying that, um, he's the second-highest transfer in this week, 287,000 people have picked him up uh, yeah. behind them. Um,
2: so. That's interesting, yeah. bringing him, him in now, knowing that they've got Liverpool this week. That's an interesting decision.
0: Yeah, I think, I think the, the big thing with, with him, and what I found most impressive... And this is, a, this is a good thing for fantasy as well, just because the chance of him getting points goes up. But he just was determined to get on the ball like all the time. Even when he gave it, he'd give a little one-two, he'd show, he'd scream and demand it. And I really think Arsenal have lacked that since God, since Vieira, probably. <laughs> you know, like an actual central midfielder who demands the ball, wants to get on it. I don't care. I'm going to pull every pass. I'll run off all day. Exciting times if you're an Arsenal fan to have him. And, I mean, yeah, he's a Real Madrid player. But, bro, you, you love him while you have him. You love him while you have him. Um, In saying that, what's uh looking at the city, the Spurs? I know that you've got a, a bit of information there in terms of um, some fixtures setting up. uh, Coming up around the corner, Jesh, what's the call with captains? Who should we be looking at? There seem to be a theme with captains rotating between kind of a Bamian, Sterling, Rashford, uh, you know a couple of the players with the big clubs, but is there any sneaky pickups that could be good with the fixtures that are stacking up?
1: Yeah. So the rule of thumb is that you captain your most expensive player, right? Because the idea is that they're so expensive because they bang you points. Um, the second thing to take into consideration is who they're playing. Um, and uh, by now, I would assume that most people have um, Kane, Bameyeng, Sulla, or Sterling. Um, I've
0: got this week
2: Newcastle Newcastle <laughs> yeah yeah Newcastle because I, I I jotted him down as well jesh i I fancy him to bounce back um, after being kept quiet against um city and then the other one that I'll throw in there is definitely sterling I, I reckon he's a really good shout they play Bournemouth um you look back at the last time they played each other I can't I think it was the last time they played each other or at least a, their fixture last year, City had 73% of the ball, um, and Sterling did score against them as well. So I reckon with the form he's in, um, I think City are honestly going to absolutely spank Bournemouth. Mm.
0: There's actually a few interesting uh, fixtures coming up this weekend, and and it's kind of that question. I, I'm probably going to go back to Rashford captain this weekend. Um, they've got Palace at home. Uh, Rashford obviously got an assist, you know, you kind of guarantee yourself at least double-digit points with Rashford in this current team. Martial may be a good pick-up. Is there many people who have been actually picking up Martial recently? Is that a, a kind of notable trade by your stats, Jess? Uh, Let's take a look.
1: He's, he's got 12.6% ownership. His price has gone up from 75 to 76 He's a midfielder in fantasy, and he's been leading the line for... Um, for United, you know, he racked up his 50th goal for United this weekend. Um, yeah. So, you know, it was an okay finish. Um, are the fans happy with with him? Do you think?
0: Uh, I'm I'm quite happy with him. He's smiling again. You know, I think I think it's quite nice. I, I actually like Rashford and Martial up top together. Um, I'm jury's still out on whether they can do it for an entire season, but. You know, looking at the stats, since Martial joined United, no other players scored more for United. Rashford, I think, is close second. He's only like four or five goals behind him. But, you know, he's unbelievably gifted with his feet. He's an incredible talent. You forget that he's in his early 20s still. You know, he was signed for 50 million pounds. And when you sign for 50 million pounds as a teenager and people stop talking about your price, you know you're living up to it. You know, and people expect big things of you. Notably left out of the France squad for the World Cup when they won, uh, and I think that would have probably been a big dent to his confidence as well. But Beckham's a pick it up man, and he's you know he scored this morning. Instinctive strikers finish him and Rashford link up well.
2: I was listening to Sky Sports talk about um, Martial and Rashford this morning, and they they sort of mentioned um, Martial's work rate is nowhere near that of Rashford, mm. so they're saying that, that having Rashi out on on the left and um, Martial through the middle is a is a great shout. He, he's a goal scorer. He can definitely put him in the net. He's so composed when he gets in front. So um, I reckon that's definitely an interesting one to watch. And he I'm he's my... um,
1: the seventh most transferred played in, um, this week. Um, and, and United has a pretty good run of coming up. Um, so it has got Southampton, Leicester, West Ham, um, Arsenal, Newcastle. So you know he could be on the on the score sheet here, and his price could be up even better. So it could be a good chance to pick him up.
0: And just on that, have you guys made changes this week already? I actually made my one substitute trade transfer, whatever you want to call it, uh, mid game week. Um, I've decided that I'm picking up enough points around the top of the pitch that I've decided I need a better goalkeeper that's not just conceding goals every game week. Um, so I went and Dubraka uh, has been replaced by Jordan Pickford, so I think Everton are actually looking solid at the back, and Pickford's going to pick me up some points. And what about you?
2: I have made pick some
1: changes. Pick, um, sorry, no, I'm eager.
2: Um, yeah, I've transferred out, I uh, can't pronounce his name properly, from Palace Milosevic. Milosevic. Yeah, so sorry for um, those Which foreigners are that are listening. <laughs> Don't hold that against me. Um, I'm just trying to load it up properly now so I can see. So, yeah, made that change and brought in Ndombele. Um And then I changed my formation. Um, I took uh, Nathan Ake out of the back because Bournemouth are playing City. And as I said just before, I think they're going to get spanked. So I've gone to a 3-4-3 three, three, um, with Ndombele in the middle. What about you, Josh? What have you picked up? Who have you picked up?
1: Um, so, I had an interesting observation at the start of the season. Um, Mason Mount 6.0 and Barkley at 6.0. Um, and Barkley sort of was Lord and Saviour in the preseason, season banging in free kicks, getting goals and assists. Um, he was substituted out for Mount um, and then this, this last game week he started and scored. Mm. So, um, he looks to be one of Lampard's um, boys. is he, sort of Lampard-esque and um, he's got a goal so I've just done a straight swap.
0: Yeah and he, um, he played at Derby, underneath him at Derby last season didn't he? On loan from Chelsea so obviously yes, a fan. Um,
1: really good work, I've, I've changed my wallpaper on my phone to him. He's very photogenic <laughs> and a bit of a man. Han- handsome
2: man. <laughs> Um, No, I heard Ashley Cole talking about Mason Mount as well. Um, (laughs) He obviously knows him from being at Derby together and he spoke really, really highly of him. So, yeah, I think he's going to kick on and do really well. And then I think we need to
0: seriously review some of these fixtures and uh, predictions we made last week. I have again been completely butchered. Uh, you guys decided to hold hands and walk yourselves through the predictions last week and basically make it almost identical ones. And I've managed to... I'm uh, probably
2: just going to chime in there and say that uh, I kind of led the line and had <laughs> Josh in tow, but...
0: I think... Uh, what? <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the go anyway with it? So we, we kind of... I think we've already worked out uh, last week... Cracked in with another seven points. Jesh, you obviously came through with another seven points as well. Um, getting the, the Bournemouth's result correct. Uh, and also going on, Everton, correct. Norwich, Newcastle, uh, the draw for Brighton-West Ham. Uh, Liverpool had City over Spurs, which was one of the ones you got wrong. Um, had Palace over Sheffield, which was another one you got wrong. Uh, and the Chelsea beating Leicester. Uh, but you had the Wolves-United draw, which was, It hurt really did. I kind of actually, as soon as I watched Pogba miss that penalty this morning, I was like, damn, I know you guys are just screaming for a draw. Um, And I I was not good. I have literally gone back-to-back with five correct predictions over um, two weeks. But you guys, seriously, I mean, I know we're doing this gambling thing, and I'm speaking more specifically to you, Dylan, in this, that, you know, you can't pick a fantasy team, but my God, you should be putting a Rambler on at the TAB and having a little punt, mate.
2: I think I might start this week. um, Seven... Seven again, so seven out of ten both weeks. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that, to be honest. But the challenge is when you do those accumulators, it's so hard to pick which game isn't going to go your way. Yeah. No, but I reckon sure. it could be worth a cheeky tenner. So coming up on
0: this game week uh, that we have around the corner, kind of some tricky fixtures. I'm going to throw to you, Jesh first, so that uh, you can't follow Dylan this time. Um, who have you got? Villa Everton. Villa at home. I've got to go for Villa. Nice. You think it's Grealish's run is coming to an end? It's like the one week he gets injured in training and Villa win. It's like, no. Um, Norwich, Chelsea. Norwich at home. I've got to go for Chelsea. Nice. And Brighton, Southampton. Brighton at home. Sure. United, Crystal Palace. United at home. United. Sheffield, Lister. Leicester. Uh Watford, West Ham, Watford at home.
1: West Ham.
0: Uh, Liverpool Arsenal. This is a good that'll be a good game actually. Two thirty Sunday morning. Ooh,
1: uh, Liverpool.
0: And Bournemouth City, which is an eleven 30. PM kickoff or one AM kickoff if you're in New Zealand. City. And you got Spurs, Newcastle, Wolves, Burnley. Spurs
1: and four. Oh. That's, a, that's an interesting
0: picture of Wolves Burnley. Um, I'm going to go for Burnley. Mm. Draw with United gets smoked by Burnley at home two game weeks in a row. That's a uh, a solid one. And what about you, do How are you going with this one, mate?
2: Mate, I'm going for Everton to get the win. Uh, I'm going for Chelsea to get the win as well. Um, I'm actually... Hot tip out there, I reckon if Pulisic gets a start... Against that Norwich back line, I reckon he'll turn it on this week. Uh, Brighton, Southampton, I'm going to draw. United to beat Palace. Leicester will beat Sheffield. Watford and West Ham will be a board draw. I'll go nil all. Uh, Liverpool to beat Arsenal. City to spank Bournemouth. Spurs to do the same to Newcastle. And then in a really tight game, I would imagine I've got Wolves to beat Burnley. Nice. I'm going to go... Uh, I've got to go
0: Everton over Villa. Um, and I want Pickford to have a clean sheet so that I can actually pick some points up from my goalkeeper once. I'm going to go, I, I quite like your shout actually on Pulisic getting a start and taking this Norwich defence apart. But I'm going to have to go draw 2-2, I'd say Norwich-Chelsea. Uh, i take Southampton over Brighton, United over Palace. Leicester will beat Sheffield um, convincingly, I would imagine. Uh, Watford over West Ham Liverpool will beat Arsenal City will beat Bournemouth Spurs will smash Newcastle I think you've got a good shout there with Kane being captain if you've got a triple captain left this could be the one to get it out uh, and yeah I think Wolves will just kind of pick it up and take it on as well I can't see yeah, I can't see them doing anything else really in um, saying that
2: any other final predictions for the weekend shout scores who would you put your money on Just bring on getting some points in the fantasy league, I think, surely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's sure, and uh, it is the Everything Football Fantasy Podcast. You can find us on Anchor FM on Spotify, all your usual streaming platforms. Please drop a like in the comments. Uh, If you go to the description of the podcast as well, you can find your way to both the Fantasy Premier League or the Everything Football Fantasy Premier League. You can also find the link to the Everything Football page on Facebook. We'd love to have you as a member uh, and we will see you next week.